Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Plexus Fans with me, Robert. And me, Pete. No Moses today. No Moses today. No Moses Some today. people just aren't tough enough. <laughs> Only He's the, taking what? a well-deserved break. Nah, bro. How can it be the third episode in and he's already tired? What happened to endurance? Disgusting. <laughs> so it's the Rock and the Rock Star today. The Rock and the Rock Star. Come on. All right. Should we get into it? Yeah, let's get into it. Um, one for one? one? Yeah. Cool. Um, can I go first? Should I go first? You can go first. Yeah, cool. you can go first. Okay. Um, so what is one thing you think you do well when it comes to preaching and one thing you think that you can improve on? Hmm. Hmm. When it comes to preaching, I think I start well. I think, especially <laughs> in the prep side, I start well. Like I start, you know, with, with, a, with a story or I start with points and stuff, but I don't think I end well. I think I start, and I think it's, the, I don't know if it's the same, but I think it's similar with poetry where I start well and, and poems start well, or at least maybe I don't start well, but I have a, a, um, a presence that captures people's attention, at least in the first second. <laughs> um, so that much is, is down, I think. Um, I think I could probably definitely, I could definitely um, finish better. I tend to start well, um, but I, I um I could I could do some more work on how I close and how I finish things, um because mm. more often than not it doesn't seem you know like when you finish something and it seems like the people weren't expecting you to finish. Okay. Oh, it seems like they were like, oh, okay, it's over, sort of thing. Um, I think yeah, I get uh, it gets like that too often with me. Mm. You know, you've 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 heard me preach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, I heard you preach on Sunday. Ah, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, yeah. I, I mean, I was going to ask, what, what do you, do you think that stands true or? Um, I think that something that you do really well is that you're very eloquent in the way mm. you preach. So you, you, you don't have any ums or ahs. It just, <laughs> it just flows when you talk. Mm. Um, I think one thing you could do better is just believe in your source a bit more. Because <laughs> like, cause like, you know what you're talking about. And you talk about it really well. I feel like there's just, just like a, a bit of a shyness or, or like timidity to like how you preach. <laughs> there's a knowledge that I'm full of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only standing there by grace, but there's not an understanding of that fully yet. Ah, fair enough. Fair enough. Cool. Okay. That's interesting. Just, just to throw that back at you. That's not my sorry, not sorry, but just to throw that back at you. What do you think of something you do well and what can you improve on? Um, I think that I am good at connecting my points in a preach. Mm. Um, yeah, and I I feel like I very much construct a, a, a sermon the way I I construct a poem. Mm. So I make sure that one good narrative. Yeah, so I make sure it goes. It, it links. It links. It links. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. That one thing I could improve on is not being nervous when mm. I preach. Because mm. I think when I get nervous, then I just start to rattle through it, just trying to get as fast as I can. <laughs> so they get off the stage as quick as possible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. And, I, and just taking time to like memorize my stuff a bit more so that I'm not constantly looking at notes. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I think that comes down to the nervousness. I think when I get nervous, it's just you like practice and memorize enough, yeah. mm, then you won't be nervous as well. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Definitely one thing I think you're good at. Um, I haven't heard you preach that many times, but we've heard you talk about preachers and, and you run through preachers that you're going to do. Um, you're definitely good at, good at building an illustration and building a sort of um, an analogy. I think you do that really well. Um, oh. Yeah. yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm tired of my first preach for his house, so... Yeah? Oh, I'll bring my notebook. I'll take notes. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Cool. Cool. All right. My sorry, not sorry, is what do you think your contribution to how society sees Christianity 
will be or what what do you want your contribution to how society sees christianity to be Mm. that's an interesting question um i think that i want to be someone who makes people mindful about how they speak and what they speak about okay and so they're not just like talking for talking um sake uh, without mm. being challenged on what they say okay 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 and mm. yeah so you want other christians to do that to be other christians or just other people in general okay mm. uh, and just be like more mindful of what they say and like the implications of mm. what they say mm. that's interesting because you speak wild <laughs> Because you talk wild, so I wouldn't have expected that from you. Oh, I talk, I talk very wild, but I think that I'm also good at challenging people on what they say. Mm-hmm. And okay. I enjoy the devil's advocacy mm. and just arguing in general. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. And I think outside of talking, I think also just showing the hospitable side of being a Christian. And just being, you know, just, just just being a place that people can show uh, with no real motive behind it outside of just doing what God's called me to do. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah. Mm. Oh, that's that's interesting. That's decent. Yeah. You definitely do challenge people on what they're saying. <laughs> so, sometimes like you're waiting for someone to say something and they're like, hmm? <laughs> <laughs> Would you care to elaborate on that, please? Yeah. That's dope. That's dope. What about for yourself? Um, I think for me, it's... What I'd want to, if if I could contribute, uh, and I guess by sort of living my life, to those around me or those that know me, I am contributing in some, to, some, to some degree. But what I'd want to contribute is the idea that Christianity is all-encompassing and that that doesn't have to look like sackcloth and ashes all the time. So oh. I, I want I, I would want people to see Christianity being lived out in a love for tech or a love for martial arts or a love for, um, you know, poetry and, and everything and see my Christianity shine through those things and see that you can be Christian and still be you know, effective and a, a, a contribution to society in a whole without yeah. having to dumb either one down. So you can be, you can be a savage at martial arts, but then still be, for lack of a better way of putting it, a savage at Christianity. And those two things be um, symbiotic almost and not be um, contradictory. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think I think too often it's either Christians are just you know super angry talk at you people condemning the whole world or they're super quiet and shy and timid about it and want to hide their their Christianity mm. and I, I I say you know see see me going through it in both places see me wearing the karate shirt at church see me wearing the, the shirt with the cross on it and with um, Bible verses in karate sort of thing. Oh, that sounds nice. Mm. Yeah. Cool. All right. Let's get to today's episode. Um, how do you want to start with this one? So I'll talk about Peter Dinklage today. The short guy. Short guy. That's the guy from Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Uh, X-Men as well. One of the X-Men. Days of Future Past. And he was in Endgame as well. Um, he's the guy that forged Thor's hammer. Yes. Hammer axe thing. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay. So he's been making or the media's been picking up his comments and his thoughts on the new Snow White and Seven Dwarfs remake. Okay. So he's I didn't know that, that was being remade, to be fair. Yeah. Being remade, you got yourself a, a Latino Snow White coming out. Okay. You got your. <laughs> I think someone pointed out that the point of Snow White was that her skin was as white as snow. 
But these are the times we live in. <laughs> and um, yeah, so anyway, Peter was, he's 50 years old, you know, or like 52. Oh, surprise. He's been around for a bit, hasn't he? He has. Yeah. Anyway, um, he was saying that um, it's a bit wild that they're remaking Snow White and the Seven Dwarves because, you know, it's got dwarves in it. And mm. are we not past this stage of, of like using dwarves? And don't you know how that how unprogressive it is to be having these caricatures of people? That was his thing. Okay. Uh, oh, no, no, I, think, I think I'm the actual quote here somewhere. Let me see if I can find it. Actual quotes? You know, like me, I like a good quote. The window's open. It's, it's interesting that that's what he takes umbrage with, to be fair. And then I, I was thinking about it. I was like, and I was, I was, to me, it wasn't that deep. But then mm. again, I'm, I'm not, you know, one of the, the, Little people, I think, as I think, as I think that they like to be called um, these days. Let's see, let's see, can I find what you said? Oh, sorry, I had it up before, I can't find it. Um, so then, okay, surely he'd, he'd have to have an issue with, well, every sort of Middle Earth style movie that involves dwarves, like. Lord of the Rings and you know um, War of the Worlds and stuff like that. A war, what's it? World of Warcraft and stuff like that. Because they all involve dwarves and oh. stuff like that to some extent. Okay. Okay. So let's see what um, he says. He says. Da, 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 da. Uh, yeah, so he says that, talks about Snow White being Latina. He says, you're progressive in one way, but you're still making a flipping backward story about seven dwarves living in a cave. <laughs> and what else did he say? He said, have I done nothing to advance the cause for my soapbox? I guess I'm not loud enough. Um, he says that, um, that to avoid... Um, I think his problem is it's reinforcing stereotypes of what um, dwarfs are. Or, or I, I don't know if you can say dwarfs. Um, and you know what? I was watching Good Morning Britain and they had like some dwarfs, like, dwarfs had little people on the show. Is that any better? Is little people any better? Is that that's what they accepted? preferred. That, okay. That's what they preferred. Okay, cool. Fair. And then one of the guys said that the word midget is to dwarves or to little people. <laughs> Midget is to, to, to little people what the N-word is to black people. Yeah. I was like, oh. I never thought about it like that. Mm. Fair enough. And there was a part of me that was like, you know, <laughs> I don't know. It's interesting, like, when the, the like struggle isn't your own, it, yeah. it's, it's very easy to kind of be, like, dismissive of it. Mm, that's true. That's true. That's uh, true. Yeah. So, it was, so, so it, was, it was interesting to see my bias and where it popped its head out in all of this. Mm. But so, so my because I keep thinking, aren't dwarves supposed to be magical creatures? Yes. So you know, my my uh, my, my wonder is, well, I guess uh, fair enough. I, I guess some people find um, some like centaurs or stuff like that to be slights on certain population groups. Um, I know Planet of the Apes or something, some people are like, that's a, something to Black people, or I don't know. But um, it is interesting. It is interesting because Snow White being Latina, I, again, uh, I guess these stories need reinventing for the time. But Maybe. they don't. They yeah. don't. Yeah. Just make new stories. Because Snow White, what was the lesson of Snow White? I don't think they had a lesson, was it? It, it, was it just... wasn't a lesson. It was, just, it was just art for art's sake. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't like a fable or something turned. No, no it was just a story on its own. Yeah. Mm. Well, speaking of it, so, so, so interestingly, after Peter, Peter Dinklage spoke about this, 
Disney put out a statement saying that they're going to be re- reworking this movie and they're going to be working with people of the little people community as to what would be more appropriate. <laughs> hey, man, you know what? Yeah, yeah. If it's if it's if it's not offending a, a whole group of people, then call, then call. You know. Yeah. And then it got me thinking. When it comes to church and Christianity, mm. is it time for us to be a bit more progressive? Is it time for us to be listening to those on the outer and changing the way we do things? This is my problem with the word progressive. Because the word progressive makes it sound as though you're moving on to, you're progressing onto a better whatever. The problem with Christianity is we are, for lack of a better word, trying to get back to perfection. So it's not, it's not about progressing and, you know, redefining the word and recontextualizing things. It's about seeing a God who has always been perfect, who is perfect, who will always be perfect, and trying to return to his perfect plan. And that's something that he's achieved through Christ. And so I think the problem is with human society and with human laws and with anything human, everyone and anyone honest with themselves will be able to admit that we never get it right. And so there will always be need for progress. That's fine. But if you're talking about something divine, if you believe Christianity is divine, as I do, you don't see it as a need. You don't see a need for progression. You see a need for people to recognize their need to return to perfection. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to become more like Christ. Does Christ then need to become, does the image of Christ need to become progressive? If the image of Christ was just a man-made thing, and maybe we could look at it and maybe we could say at this time, this image was suitable for this. It's not suitable for that anymore. Except that's not what Christ is. Christ is perfection. If perfection, then you don't need to improve upon perfection. Maybe it's time to, to reinvent God. So you know what they'd be saying? I'm, I'm sure you've heard them say that God is a woman. Mm, maybe, I've heard that. I've heard maybe that. it's time to get with the times, Peter. Mm, well... That, again, that would be fine until <laughs> that, would be, that would be absolutely fine until you know you turn up, <laughs> you turn up at the pearly gates, and it's not what you reinvented, and what you reinvented was based on your bias, and your bias changes. So how often are you going to change God? Except He's presented Himself to us in His Word a certain way, and He has declared by Himself that He is perfect, unchanging. So there's no room for changing. There's no room for trying to make God more acceptable to our sensibilities now because no, God has always been perfect. Oh, PR, that's the patriarchy. Oh, yeah, it's, it is the patriarchy. <laughs> it is the patriarchy. It is the patriarchy. My, my, my argument is the man was made first. Therefore, if God has instigated or if God has instituted a certain chain of command, your your description of that command as patriarchal in a society that's supposed to have women and men equal, your problem is with God, not me. Oh. The patriarchy being a problem is because of men, because of what a very small percentage of men, a hugely powerful percentage, a hugely powerful small percentage of men, have done with the authority and with the responsibility that has been given to them and with the desire and the ability to create wealth and power that they have and that they use. Um, but that's a problem with people. That's not a problem with God. And it's not to make men and women equal because God made men and women different. And in that difference is their beauty and is their uniqueness as God designed it. We're trying to take that away and say, no, my idea of us being equal is more important than God's idea of us being unique. I can't vibe with that. And that's where you open the kind of worms. Mm. Yeah. And I think it's like you, it's like what you said. The problem with humanity is that what we find acceptable changes every every 20 years or so. It's interesting you say that. Um, I think 
I'm not gonna quote Joe Rogan because he's uh he's uh, under pressure now from is it Neil Young. I don't know if you saw that. Neil Young has pulled I, his catalog. Yeah, I, I, I find it so funny. He said Spotify either remove Joe Rogan or remove, remove my music. Mm. They removed his music. <laughs> I don't understand. At the end of the day, I don't even think they're standing up for anything apart from their bottom line. And Joe yeah. Rogan more than likely brings in more money than he does. Um, but uh, Joe Rogan speaking to some historian, um, and a historian I think pointed out the fact that you look at all sort of major um, civilizations, and he said, <laughs> not to say it was causative, but he said you notice a trend that as the, the civilization nears what ends up being its end, they become obsessed with gender and sexuality. Oh, <laughs> it's really? like the Romans did it, the Greeks did it, and they start messing around with what it means to be a man and what sexuality is. And he wasn't saying that it was causative. He was just saying, you see this trend with the Romans, <laughs> with the Greeks, with the Macedonians, whatever. And I was like, ah, interesting. <laughs> And where are we now? Oh, that's a time for the great reset. <laughs> that was a meme. Um, what, what's, I think, was it a, I think it was like a, a question time or a, um, you know, those debates they do on BBC or something. Yeah. And this person talking about how they want to be referred to as they, them. And um, I think it's Piers Morgan, and I'm never going to defend Piers Morgan, but I think it was him sort of saying, you know, men are men and women are women or whatever. And <laughs> this lady had this, you know, eloquent back and forth and some other lady was standing up for her. And it was like, you know, she, she said something that was interesting on its own. She was like, oh, she doesn't see she doesn't think it's right for you to impose your belief system on anyone else. And so if she says she wants to be referred to as they, them, referring to her as she. (laughs) 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 And it just stood out to me that what she's saying is exactly what that person is doing, is imposing their belief system that despite their genetic and biological makeup, they should be referred to something else. They're imposing that on me. I'm not allowed to impose mine and her but she loves projects yeah it was just funny she was like if she wants to refer to us then <laughs> it was just like yeah yeah i don't think people care about this stuff as much as they pretend to you'd be surprised you'd be surprised man because i think this is what this is one of the problems with social media is it's given so many groups a voice and that's not necessarily a bad thing, except when that group didn't need a voice. And then it becomes something more significant than I think it even wants to be. There's so many, you know, little sex and people find identity amongst these sex when those various identities end up just being small phases that you go through, but you find this and you cling to it and this is your identity now. And that's the problem. People will build their identities over these, these passing beliefs. Yeah. yeah. And you find a group, it validates you because now yeah. you're not alone and you're all validating one another. It becomes an echo chamber. And then this thing that really, under normal circumstances, should have been transient becomes so much of a pillar of your life. You can't even let it go if you want to. Yeah. Well, no. yeah. yeah. And I think that, again, the problem with social media is that you kind of have to have a stance. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> yeah. And like if you even try to deviate it from it a little bit, yeah. People will attack you for it. Yeah. And it has to be a hard stance as well. And it has to be an extreme. Yeah. It can't be, well, you're right on some issues and you're right on some issues. So maybe let's say somewhere in the middle and come back. No, you have to be all the way right or all the way left. Otherwise, you're just, you know, you're hated. So <sighs> okay. Speaking so, of stances, oh, okay, no, carry on. No, 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 go, 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 go. No, because I was going to divert. Like, yeah, I was gonna go, go, go for all it, the go way for it. it. I was going to go, <laughs> what's your understanding of a high-value man? <laughs> <laughs> and by saying that that way, 
you know who I'm referring to or which group Rock of people I'm referring Samuel. to. All these alpha male dudes. Samuel Red Pill Society, baby. Is that what, yeah? The Manosphere, I think it's called now. Manosphere. Yes. Um, so, so what's your understanding of a of a of a a high value man? Uh high value man is a man who can who can sleep with as many babies as he wants to without the need or yeah, the need to be faithful to one of them because because he has so many that he can just continue doing this baby way lifestyle. Yeah, it's 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 interesting because do you know fresh and fit? <laughs> do you know I've and preach? And I've been preach, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and their beef, their beef. I, I, the algorithm decided it's time for me to start seeing these things. Uh, so I saw, I've seen a bunch of their beef and their back and forth and fresh and fit backtracking and stuff. Um, and, and I haven't watched any of their videos because, uh, but you know, the, this idea of the manosphere and seeing clips of men, you know, just talking down women and, and, and saying all these things. And it got me thinking when did the definition of a good man become someone that is known for putting women down? You know, and obviously, I think you know, now, now I think about it, it's probably a response to the extreme sort of feminist movement that came about wanting to just put men down which was a response to an oppressive system that had men putting women down uh, we've got this new extreme again but it was just like my understanding of a high value man and I'd never use those terms um, is, is a man that's honorable and willing and wanting to build others up mm. especially his <clears throat> wife or his partner because you know the Bible says um, wash wash her with the washing of the word uh, or something like that, and there's an idea of investing and building up. Not to say you are in a better position, but that your priorities are sacrifice and you know investing and uh, all things that I can do better at by investing in your partners and investing in others. I don't see why it has to be. We're known for telling women how it is and how it is is that they are crap and we are high value men we're alphas we're not simps so you show no emotion it's just like, i don't know it's just yeah but to be fair mm. as much as men do it women allow them to do it and and it's it it goes back to that whole girls like the bad boy it's, it's not necessarily that they like the bad boy they like the guy who can assert himself with, with, with something that quote unquote good guys never don't do, you know the, the bad boy will, will let the girl know that he's interested. He'll he'll be forthcoming in his pursuit, and that's what girls want. And it just happens to come with the guy that will make her a baby mum. Mm. <laughs> Number four. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, men should be, and we should be teaching each other to be, you know, assertive and and forward and and honest about their intentions and. Well, teach men to have good intentions, and then I think it'd be easier to be honest about it. Um, but unfortunately, those those kind of guys don't get all the girls. And if you recognize that you don't need all the girls, then yeah, you just go for. That's a journey, though. That's yeah, a, that's, a, that, that's a journey. Unless you were, uh, unless you were the type of guy that, that couldn't get girls in the first place, then it's what you're hoping for. <laughs> the one will do. <laughs> so. Flipping it to you, how would you define that I'm a high-value woman? A high-value woman, I think, is... I don't know if this is going to sound misogynistic, but I think a woman worth investing in. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's not the way I want to present it. I want to present it because I don't want to... I don't want to do a stereotypical thing of saying the 31... Uh, proverbs woman because that wasn't woman that was a personification of wisdom um but you see a wife like sarah um who abraham is able to listen to and and obey in certain instances um but then who abraham is also able to for whatever reason you know say lie for me and 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 protect me 
at the same time, Abraham being a guy that can go and face kings and, and come up victorious. So a woman that's that's that, a woman that's strong and intelligent and understanding of her worth, I think that's the way I should put it. A woman that knows her worth is a is, is a high value woman. And again, I would never use those words, but a woman that recognizes, to use your term, a woman that recognizes her source. Come on. Um, is but, a high but value then woman. sometimes the problem is somebody's got to be thinking their source is more than their than their source. Actually. But that's delusion. That's delusion. And a lot of them are deluded. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I I, I think um Women that also know their worth, because when you know your worth, then you're not looking necessarily for validation from someone else. And then when someone wants to invest in you and wants to build you and and, and wants to sort of do life with you, you recognize that not as a um, not as a favor to you, but as a compliment and as a as as something that you are willing to, you know, you you does that make you see worth in that person as well? Or is there something in that person that you would like to invest in and do life with and stuff like that so yeah I, I, a lot of the time I think when I say know your worth it sounds like I'm saying be rude and be uppity and be like tearing your nose, nose down to stuff and that's not what I'm talking about um yeah 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 I think it's what to do with like knowing what kind of behavior not to accept mm. yeah. Yeah. So like, but it's also what kind of behavior you present yeah 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 and there's that will i am um <laughs> will i am song was like uh the line was something like oh what kind of girl do you think i am and the will i am was like the kind of girl you meet in a bar <laughs> <laughs> and it says it all not to say bars are bad places but you know yeah well what do you think a high value woman is high value woman i think a high value woman is Someone who is confident, not overconfident mm-hmm. in herself and her abilities. Um, yeah, someone who is pleasant to be around. Mm. Um, yeah, so, someone who can add to your life. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. I don't think in this day and age being able actually I was gonna say do you think that being able to like cook is is like a it's like a high value attribute in no day? no no because I can't cook that well no so, no no no, no. yes in a woman yeah yeah in a woman as well because no I don't think it's it's not a high value attributes it's nice it's one of those things but you know, there's there's other things that are nice and, and are, are good skills to have. You know, if if we if we find ourselves in a situation where, for instance, we're married and we're living together and neither of us know how to cook, then we both need to take, you know, someone needs to do it and whoever does it better can do it. I say that Anita does most of the cooking in the house because she's the better cook. I do most of the cleaning in the house because I'm the better cleaner. So, you know, it's not not to play stereotypes, but I don't think it's a high value attribute. It's a nice attribute. Anyone that can fill down in the kitchen is cool. Like, you know, you yeah, they're cool because it's it's just it. But yeah. So what would you say are high value skills to look for in yeah, so 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 if you're looking at a woman, what skills would you say make her high value or or, or add to her being high value? It's interesting because the one thing that keeps coming to mind is their knowledge of God. Not, not their knowledge of God in like theological knowledge, but their knowledge of God in that he's the one that defines their worth and he's the one that created them. He's the one that says they are beautifully and fearfully made. So that, I think, for me, like that's the one thing that keeps coming to mind. Everything else is, you know, whatever. Um, with you saying that, I remember a conversation I, I was having with this baby so ages ago mm. where she was saying that it was, it, was, it was like two or three of them. And I, I think this is a thing where women like or Christian women anyway want their husbands or husbands to be or potential husbands to be more well versed in the Bible than they are. Mm. Mm. You think and you think that's a good outlook to have? 
for the right reasons, it ends up being a safe outlook to have. Okay. It ends up being a safe outlook to have because if you have someone that's because well versed in and of itself can be two things. You can have the you can have the well versed, but are they pharisaical about it? Are they just you know talking down to everyone and yeah, they can quote scripture, but there's no love. Are, are they well versed in that you see it lived out in their life? And you see that this person actually cares about the word and, and it comes through, you know, they care about the poor and they care about sin and they care about stuff like that. So I, I'd say that second um, well verse is, ends up being a safe bet. You want a man that loves the Lord. You know that if he choose, if, you know, if, if you guys end up being married, he will love you well, as well as he can. Um, but uh I don't think it's because everyone's on a journey as well. Everyone's on, everyone's hopefully growing. And so I think it can be a bit um, misguided to expect everyone to be a, you know, Francis Chan with a Bible. Um, You know, not everyone's going to be that and you don't need to have that. And, and, you know, again, that's, that's where I see a high value woman in, the story of Abigail, because Abigail was for all intents and purposes, as presented in the Bible, married to an idiot. And yet she didn't then say, I'm married to this idiot. I want to let David kill him or I'm married to this idiot. I'm not going to defend him and I'm not going to honor him. She did. And, you know, as the Bible sometimes does, <laughs> her reward was then becoming David's wife. Cool. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, yeah, that, I've that's... Well, that, that's that's where I see a high value woman in that her worth and her her understanding of what it meant to be good didn't depend on her man's whatever. It depended on her nature and her knowledge of God, and that was honored, you know, in the story. So yeah, that's I what like, I think. Yeah, I feel like for both men and women, you should be at least no, 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 no. For 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 women. Mm. You should be at least at least at the same level as your partner. Um, I say that just because yes, you two are going to become one, and your two knowledges are coming together. Mm. But you will be, you both have your own individual relationship with God. Yeah, and your relationship with God can't be based on what your husband knows. Yeah, yeah. Like he he can teach you things, mm. but it's it's what you do with the, the things that you have. Mm. Um, that will determine what your relationship with God and and then I guess as an extension your life will be as a result. Mm. Um, I think for guys it's a bit. I think for guys it's different. I think that with being head of the household, that um, yeah, it's okay if your wife isn't as as versed in the Bible. Mm. That might be maybe be misogynistic. Well, that's that's where I think, you know, for men, there is that responsibility. There is that you are supposed to be the priest of the household. You are supposed to be the covering. And so there is that extra sort of, um, yeah, on top of, of you to do that. And I think, again, that's something that men should bear. You know, we shouldn't be complaining about that. But then for women that, you know, have given themselves to the Lord, you might like there's some women I know that are more well versed in the Bible than you know other men I know, and so should they not find a husband or should they not find a husband because they're top of their game amongst their sphere? No, and I think women that are well versed in the Bible should understand humility and understand um, those situations and be able to still honor a man if they find themselves in a marriage like Abigail and, and, you know, in honoring them, in loving the man, maybe even turn his heart and maybe even bring him, you know, closer to God just by their service, just by their love. So, yeah. Is that wise though? Is that wise to, to, to like enter into a marriage with a guy who, whose faith isn't at least on your level? Because I think that, because I think in those circumstances, yeah, I'd say seven times out of 10, mm. it's easier for him to drag you down than it is for you to drag him To up. drag him up, yeah. I don't believe in save flirts to convert. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe in that at all. I don't believe in that at all. 
However, I think um, a, a good man, a good man can be someone who's early on in his faith and is growing and is learning and is, you know, maturing. That could be a good man. And I don't think you should miss out on a good man because at the moment that you met him, he was not as advanced in his faith, so long as he has faith. And I think that's the significant thing is if he has faith and, you know, not just we, we, you know, we go to church, but he has faith, he has a relationship with God and he's growing in it and he's a good guy, you know, a guy with a caring heart, a guy with a loving heart, a guy that would want to be there for you and serve you. Yeah. I think that's, I, I don't think you should miss out on that just because you might be a bit more mature in your faith than he is. Yeah, but how much more is a bit more? But how do you measure because, maturity? Because, because, because like, because like the kind of guy you're, you're, you're describing, would you, like, would you be happy for him to come and take Zara? Yeah, if he's a good guy, yeah. Yeah, if he's a good guy, obviously I'm going to be trying to teach Zara <laughs> as much as I can um, about the word and, and stuff and make her a high value woman. But if she brings home a good guy, a respectful guy, a guy that I think and I have peace about, that he will honour her, even if he isn't as advanced in, in his faith, then my my advice to, and, um, to Zara will be to honour him and honour him as a man, even if he's not as advanced. You love him till he is because we're all growing and we all get better but I think you can be once once you have faith once you have faith you can be a good person I don't think you should miss out on a good person just because you're a bit more mature and when I say more mature maybe you have a better understanding of how God speaks to you or you have a better understanding of how to interpret and, and how to sort of study the word um, and all of those sort of things, then you guys should have Bible studies together and you can respectfully teach him. You can respectfully teach. And that goes both ways because me being more, um, just by nature, more interested and more um, wanting to read and stuff with the Bible, it, that ended up becoming a bit more Pharisee-like in my relationship with Anita to the extent where she didn't want to study the Bible with me. Because I'd be like, well, actually, <laughs> don't bring that Pentecostal. <laughs> don't bring that Pentecostal thing that your pastor said here. No, this is, a, and it's like then, then they don't want to study with you. And for the longest time, Anita didn't want to study with me, and she didn't want to engage me on biblical things because I always had something to say about what her pastor would say and and stuff like that. And that's not the best thing. <laughs> it's not it's not and and that's if anything not a sign of maturity either that's a sign of pride um Ooh. yeah so i think you can get a good man the more important thing i think is that they have faith and that they do believe and they know who god is um should I, do you want to go and then get married to someone that gave their life to christ yesterday maybe not <laughs> especially if they just said the sinner's prayer Maybe wait a little bit because we've all said sinners prayer a couple of times before. Um, but yeah. You know, I don't think I could do it. <laughs> you know, with both my daughters and my sons. Mm. And like if my son brought like brought back like a good Christian girl, yeah. like I told you she was a good Christian girl. Yeah. And and like he wasn't on his on his stuff properly. I I I I'll truly tell the girl with you. <laughs> not right now. Oh, girl, I swear. Well, like, honestly, <laughs> yes. because because like I've seen the I've seen the results of like lukewarm guys getting with good Christian girls. And then, but then is lukewarm immature? Oh, no, 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 not is is yeah, is lukewarm have to be is lukewarm the same as someone who just hasn't grown as much in the word? Um, because the reason I say that is I don't think I can think someone can say I don't really know how God speaks to me or I don't really know how to study the Bible I'm sort of learning and that person not be lukewarm lukewarm yeah. that person could just be on on a journey to get into that but those are just knowledge you, you learn it in a day and then you you know you you, you practice it and it becomes nature okay there, there, there may be I guess my like 
my bar. my bar would be being able to having a good way, having like a method to studying the Bible. So, so like so, so, so it's like if you ask the question, mm-hmm. you don't know the answer. It doesn't just stay with you don't know the answer. Mm-hmm. You can either like come to an answer based on knowledge of the Bible that you already have, or have the tools to be able to go and find out what the answer is. There are atheists that can do that as well. There are, but <laughs> I'm not worried about atheists. So I'm worried about my son. My son mm. a, good, a good partner to a good Christian woman. But my thing is that's something you learn. That's that's something that you learn quite literally. You can learn in minutes and i can tell you if you find this thing you can use this resource and you can look at themes or you can look at words or you can look at the greek word you can use this app and then you've learned it and so if you then ask me a question and i'm able to do it and i learned it the day before does that mean i am it doesn't but then at least i know that you have the tools Mm. what what you want to do with those tools is up to you there's there's, there's only so much i can do as a father but let no girl come and say I didn't teach my son well before I gave him to her. No, 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 no. In the same way, I want to make sure that about my daughter doesn't feel like I gave her way too easily to someone I shouldn't mm. have given her to. Because mm. you know though the, the, the kids will come and blame you. <laughs> Why do you love me to marry this person? <laughs> Uh, Fair enough. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, I just think there's that there, there is a a certain level. Yeah, because like because for like when I first met Andrew, she was definitely a lot more further along in her faith than I was, mm-hmm. and that might still be the case. But I think that the reason she trusts me is because I know how to. I know how to examine the Bible. I know how to pray. Um, I don't pray anywhere as near as well as she does. But I pray well enough, <laughs> at the very least, you know. But again, all these things sort of come become, dare I say, personality traits or, or personality um, biases. I'm bi- I, I am biased towards studying the Bible doesn't mean I'm anywhere near as caring or as hospitable as um, Anita is but then those are all sort of Christian values and so it's 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 yeah I, I get what you're saying I get what you're saying I just think it's hard I've been with girls where you are like I was going to pray you know we we're talking about okay let's go to bed let's um, can you pray for us before we go to bed I'm like oh I don't know how to pray can you pray for us please <laughs> Mm-hmm. I couldn't do that to someone. I, I, I couldn't do that to someone's daughter or son. Say, I don't have to pray. Can you pray for us, please? Or, or, or like, I'll be asking them a question about, about something to do with faith. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so, I think for me, yeah, I couldn't do it to someone else. So I want to make sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know, I, I, and I, I'll happily tell them, you know, I, I don't think this guy's ready for you. Mm-hmm. I don't think this baby's ready for you. Um, but I've said my piece. If you guys want to still go ahead, go ahead. Um, yeah. And like, I know a lot of times kids don't want to hear their parents say that about them. But yeah. when they grow up, they'll learn. <laughs> that maybe it was, it was the right thing. Mm. Yeah. Ah, oh, no, I think that's the nice place to round up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, cool. hookups. yeah hookups. What you got? Oh, am I, am I going first? Yeah, I'm yeah. just I'm I'm trying to look for my hookup. Okay. Um. Then my hookup will be a movie. Mm. Scarface. Oh, okay. I've never seen Scarface. Though. Scarface. I think you'd enjoy it. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, Scarface. Uh, who, who, who's in it? What's his name? Al Pacino. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and mm. like that—that that is 
the film of films. That's like the like drug dealers bible. That's like um Godfather esque, isn't it? Is that yeah. is that whole era? Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, that, that that might be one of the most influential films like in our lifetime. Mm. So good. Tony Montana. Say hello to my little friend. I always get that confused with um with uh what's it called? With the Godfather, because I never know where that that mm. quote comes from. I made him enough we couldn't refuse. <laughs> ah, cool. Cool. Um all right, so Scarface. Is that anywhere? Is that on Netflix? Where can you get it's, that? it's it's on Netflix in a minute, yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, my hookup will be an app called Tide. Um, and Tide is a essentially like a timer, but with a bit of a twist. Um, so it's got like a this focus mode. And for instance, I use it when I know I need to get a little bit of work done and I need to sort of concentrate for the next sort of 20 minutes, put on your phone. It sort of, it doesn't lock the phone, but it prevents a single layer of like, are you sure you want to break your focus time to Ooh. access your phone? Um, and it's got loads of like natural sounds and it's very calming and soothing and it's also got like a meditation not yeah meditation and a breathing I don't use those um, but their the focus timer is really useful uh, so Tide is a nice app you can know uh, it's at least an Android I don't know about iOS but yeah that's my hookup oh, Tide. That's so cool. Mm. cool all right let's round up oh, cool, cool. hopefully Moses will be here next week yeah. yeah, disgusting. <laughs> um, anyway, shout out to for the intro outro music. Yeah, I'm going for the ordinary image logo on, on Twitter at Furnace UK, mm. Instagram TBS Furnace. You can email us at tbsfurnace.com, yeah, at soundcloud.com forward slash furnace apostrophe. All good podcast websites and apps, black Smith furnace with apostrophe. And that's it. So, this is the Blacksmith Furnace signing out. Blah. Nice.